When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Memories don't fade, sometimes you miss the old days But nothing changed, lets you change What's around you, how you think, how you live How you speak, how you walk, how you blink How you talk, how you teach, how you reach Let it sink What's your purpose, what's your passion Through the pain, what's your plan Is it plain, on a plane, how's your plane How's your plan, what's your purpose, what's your passion Did it pay? Now plugged in with Molly and Joe, the mental warriors. We are here with you know unapologetically. We are here. Um I'm excited actually because the last the, the last show, Joe, I mean, it, you know, we was we was fresh off the fresh off the boat, as they say. And it was kind of <laughs> cool. <laughs> it was kind of cool, right? No? I mean Yes. It was a fresh experience for us and uh, we did pretty well. I think we knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Um, I wanted to give a shout out. I forgot about something. You know, I wanted to give a shout out to my mom. Mom Duke, love you. You know, Miss Juanita slash Kezia Matthias. She's um she's she's a rock in my life, you know. She's very, she's very, she's very important in my life. I'm trying to trying to figure out how to get this thing on live somewhere, but I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. But go ahead, brother. What's going uh, on with you, man? What's going on with uh, you, Joe? Been a long week. A lot of things happening. You know, we moving from one month to the next. It's like when February ended, they thought that Black History Month would end. But as you see, <laughs> we're continuing. So a lot of things are still happening or they're getting a residual from what happened last month. So, you know, I, the energy is still there. Yeah, I mean the energy's still there for me. I mean it's, it it never ends for me, to be honest with you. Like, I mean, Black history is something that I live. You know, I, I actually plan on making a little bit of it, to be honest with you. You know, absolutely. So to be honest, you know, that's my that's my that's my brutal honesty with that. Is that I plan on making some kind of history. So when that. when when it becomes part of your life, it's just it's 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 an everyday thing. So. I get it. You can't you can't lose that. So we both making history together. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Um, so how about the fact that my Knicks beat your paces? You know, <laughs> I wasn't gonna bring that up, but you know, I not I guess I have to. You know, I am an avid Indiana Pacers fan, been since I was a kid. I know, I'm a born and raised New Yorker. But I was on I was on the dark side, <laughs> if you will. Are you sure? Because that's Indiana. They're not known for being on the dark side, brother, if you know what I mean. <laughs> well, look, the best player talked a lot of trash, and that's what I attracted to. So, you know, that's one of the reasons why I was a big basketball fan. So I'm not somebody, like, once my player retired, I don't switch teams. I stick with the team. So, you know. I get it. There's some things that they have to do, but <laughs> I'm, I'm an Indiana basis fan now, and I will be forever. 
what made you do that? Like, I don't even understand that kind of that kind of effery right there. That's I just, I just, I just have loyalty. You know, loyalty is a big thing for me. If it's something that brought you to the dance, I think you should stick with it, unless they give you a reason not to. Now, if my team sucked and they weren't making no improvements or anything, which sometimes they do show, but I'm just very loyal about my teams. So that I that I favor. Oh, okay. Well, I well I don't really have much to say about anything because I'm a Nick fan. <laughs> 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 They've been irrelevant for the last twenty some odd years, and that's a long time when you really think about it. Like I I was raised in the in the Patrick Ewan era where it was like it was. It was almost death to go into the hole if you went into the to the to the lane, you know what I mean? So um I'm a Knicks fan and that hurts. That hurts that hurts to say that sometimes. But I think we're turning it around this season. It's looking real good. You know, we got some young bucks up in there, got RJ Barrett in there. He's 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 iffy. He's iffy at best. But we're doing good, you know what I mean? And that's one of the leagues that represents our people, you know, that's a little more on the, you know, on the on the on the social path in a sense, when you're talking about social 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 economic um issues and um all of the injustices that go on in the world, I think the NBA have has been um sort of streamlining when it comes down to the major sports because when you think about baseball, when you think about football. We all know football, Colin Kaepernick in the yeah. situation and such. So when you really think about it, you know, the NBA, the NBA is one of those ones that we could we could be loyal to, you know, all the way around the board. Even though you're an Indiana Pacer fan, you could be loyal. <laughs> I well, I mean be. I yeah. mean if you're if you have eighty percent of the majority of your league is African American, I mean, it's almost forced. You have to you have to be loyal to us because we're the representation of the league. You know, so, so how genuine? How genuine do you really think it is? Because I don't. I think mean, it's at all. I mean, if it's about the bottom, if it's about the bottom dollar. It's about the well, bottom. I I think they're starting to slowly shed a little bit. I think through time they're getting better and better. You know, with players like LeBron, a lot of more players are more outspoken activists, and regardless of their play, their character shows that they're for the cause. So they're doing everything within their power to keep themselves to keep the. Uh, relevance you know so it's it just a matter of time that just keep chipping away at a like a at a big brick and see how much you can break off of it until it reveals the heart that's inside well i mean you know this is plugged in with molly and joe this is our you know our second show in a in less than a week i mean the, the turnaround was crazy right I, I wasn't expecting that but you know sean the dawn shout out to sean the dawn one is to get us to work real quick, you know. So um on the ticker you down you got down there, you got our information. I'm Molly, that's Joe. I think I, nope, wrong way. Here we go. That's Joe. Yeah. Nope, there we go. That's Joe. <laughs> I'm that's Joe. Um we got support of the show, we got Cash App information down there. You know, if you feel like cause cause I mean, you know. It was once told you want to get paid to do what you love. So, I mean, I'm loving doing this. I'm loving sharing this information with you guys. Um, we can even call in. Yo, let's get our first caller. Maybe we could get a first caller somewhere down the line. So we will stop the show for our very first caller. 
So yes, they're going to do it. 929-441-2417. You see it going across the screen. So, um, yeah. Let's, uh, let's, get, let's, get our first, let's get our first call in. If you got any questions for us, if you got any well wishes for us, whatever it might be, give us a shout, man. I mean, like, you know, we're we, 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 we not bored, but we don't mind knowing that you're out there looking and checking for us and the such, you know? This is big for us. I mean, we're trying to, we're trying to, we're trying to inform our people. What you say, Joe? Any, any thought, an opinion counts. You could add to us. You might change our minds. So we look forward to any uh, conversations with anyone. So please call, make yourselves known. (laughs) Give us, give us, give yeah. Let us know. We let us know where we messing up at. Shoot, I I don't mind constructive criticism. Let let us know that Joe is bugging out for being an Indiana Pacer fan, and he's also a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Oh my God! You lucky I don't have my towel in front of me. I don't have my towel, so I can wave it. But it's okay. You know what? I'm gonna rep the colors next time. They sold you out this past year, brother. They sold you out really, really bad this past year, bro. I mean, like they really, really sold you out this past year, man. It was I a was setup. So the funny part is I keep teasing you, but I'm no word. I, you know, I'm not doing too well with my squad either. But at least I'm loyal. I'm that. That's loyalty. I was born right. in Brooklyn, raised <laughs> in Brooklyn, New York. My squad is from where I'm born and raised. I have no clue <laughs> where you get Indiana and and Pittsburgh. I'm scared to ask your baseball team. I am a Mets fan. Okay. Uh, Mets fan. Right. So, All right. Listen, All right. All right. That's that's die hard. So I am a Mets fan. So I'll tell you that. Um, no, I'm not a loser. <laughs> I just said I'm a loser. I said no. All my teams have good championship and and pedigree. So you know somebody somebody posted you're a loser. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Listen, you can't you can't define greatness. You oh, non-nation, non-nation. Listen, don't worry. We're gonna have <laughs> we're gonna have our sports hour. Trust me. We we oh, yeah. we, we on to something here. But it's what we're gonna do is this is our segment. What we like to do is we what we call us um paying homage to the answer. This is very important. You know, the first, the first, the first, um, the first show we paid homage to our personal ancestors, those who are in direct um, um, correlation to our existence. Um, now, in keeping alive to that segment, what we're going to do is we're going to just randomly have one of our ancestors that spoke, you know, volumes to us and and spoke to our soul, spoke to our spirit. Um, our first ancestor is and. Mind you, the artwork is by none other than my brother Zadok Z. He's an artist. Um, we're gonna start having his um information posted up. I really want to have him on the show. Wink wink Z on the show. Um, message. Yeah, message, right? Um <laughs> he's been doing these Black History Month um that um montages of pictures. For each day, like he he hasn't failed for the last four years, and this is one of them. This is Brother Fred Hampton, Joe. 
Brother Fred Hampton, young, gifted, and black. That's what I need to say about Fred Hampton. He was up in the ranks of the Black Panther Party from 18 to his demise at 21. When you think of somebody that young to do for what he did for so little bit of time and have other people invoked in him in his fears so that they can get rid of him or demise him by bringing somebody another person of his skin color within the organization, that's something that just grinds me because it goes to show how much power they think we have or how much we we don't realize that we have. So Fred Hampton, our first ancestor that we're paying homage to personally, we have, I think in this community, we can talk about our youth to elder connections nowadays, not our youth and elder connection not being as prevalent as we would. I was also referring to Judas and the Black Messiah, which is the movie that was just done, the biopic on Fred Hampton. So Mm -hmm. they talked about how they used an agent within the Black Party to infiltrate it and pretty much lead to his demise. And unfortunately, that seems to be the case in a lot of things, especially when it comes to Black culture and Black leaders. Like they use people within the organization. Uh, There was just an instance where one of the officers on NYPD made a statement in regards to Malcolm X and him being uh, infiltration and leading to Malcolm X's unfortunate demise. So a lot of our leaders um, that provoke change and justice, unfortunately, they were deemed as threats. And whether it's the FBI or CIA, they felt that they were that much of a power, a threat. And all they were doing was asking nonviolently for change and justice. Well, I'm, 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 I, I, I get pretty angry. I get pretty angered. You know, I got my, you know, I got my, my black Panther pen. I don't care. It could go, it could, it could, it could get, it could get rusted. I don't care, but it's not going anywhere. <laughs> but my dad hat, you know, I, I wear that hat. I wear this hat proud, the dad hat. <laughs> but um, the Fred Hampton situation um saddens me more than anything because it just goes to show like you said it has a lot to do with we we are we as a people are our greatest enemies more time than not and for whatever reason we always try to justify you know our wrong us wronging one another you know whether it be black on black crime that we speak of whether it be um snitch you know snitch life whether it be drug dealing whatever it might be we are we are our worst enemy. And when you say the youth to elder connection, this hits home because Fred Hampton was only 22 when he passed. 21, 22. 21, 22. And um, that means a lot to me because I thought I was going to be a Fred Hampton at some time. I know as many men that, that I was raised with that was going to be Fred Hamptons. And our elders didn't allow it. You know, and that you know, it's always it's always the powers that be that always get in and 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 dissuade the um, progress when it comes down to the youth. Especially if we seem, you know, like we're going to do this a little bit better than what they might be doing. So the Fred Hampton thing touched me a little closer, whereas because I knew as a young man we were coming up, like me and me and my cousins and man, listen, we were on fire bro when i say listen we listen power to the people all that we was ready you know and we never got an opportunity to really um flourish i think you know i think fred hampton being a martyr a martyr 
is actually one of the better things that at least, you know, he, he went out with, for the cause, you know, sometimes a lot of us get, get stopped, you know, and didn't even never got a chance to fight the cause, you know, fight for the cause. And that's an interesting statement that you bring up because when I was 21, I hadn't yet figured out life yet. So for oh, someone right. to have an impact as he had, for myself personally, I hadn't even figured out what I wanted to do, my goals, and he already was creating a legacy for himself. So that goes to show you how old 21 is really. They say, you know, that's the beginning day, uh, stage of adulthood, and that's where you start to define yourself within yourself. But, you know, there was so much life for him to do. Like, imagine if he had lived to be in his 60s and 70s and what knowledge and what intellect he could have portrayed to those that were going to follow in his footsteps. Imagine where we would be as a people. And that's why they, that's why it's the importance of creating young leaders. That's the reason why, like, the program that we are, you know, we are a part of Big Apple Leadership Academy for the Arts. Um, is about leadership. It's about creating young leaders, and there is no, there is no, there's no, there's no cap to that. There's no, no limit to that. They, they could start as young as as they could talk, you know, and be leaders. So, um, that's very important, you know, when it comes down to it, like um, creating these young leaders, and that's what Fred Hampton was—a young leader. He was, he was the epitome of what a young leader is. And you have the FBI, who is known. It is known, you know, throughout history that they plan on um, putting the, putting our light out every time we try to spark up any kind of any kind of consciousness. They try to put our lights out. You know what I mean? Whether it meant death or what have you. So um, that's why it's important today, everybody that's out there listening, to create young leaders in your children, young leaders around you. Be a mentor without being a mentor, you know, you know what I mean? And um, let's help these kids. Yes. What do you think the state of our youth are in today? Do you think they are able to bring back the unity, uh, the resurrection, if you will, like of a party like the Black Panthers or the Young Lords and kind of like bring that back? I mean, I don't really see that happening. And it's sad for me to say that because I work within youth and I know a lot of youth that are intellectuals, a lot of youth that have the mindset. But I think what was going on in society today, I think they're emotionally too emotionally attached to where it'll destroy them from within. Like it was a little easier for us then because we had a calmer mindset about things. But I think I think the emotion is too raw, too strong right now for a lot of these young youths and it affects them emotionally and they might not know how to handle themselves. Last year was a glimpse into if they are ready for this um, Black Panther resurrection, as you call it. Um, I can't say, I can't say for sure, for certain, if if they are ready or not ready. I know for I know in this day and time I've seen more 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 energy towards you know the movement, whether it be Black Panther or whether it be the black, you know, Black Lives Matter or whatever you want to coin it today. But it's it's still in the air, still up in the air to, to even to even to even suggest that they are with it or they're not with it. Because you know, these kids today, I mean, 
it's our fault, I guess, as as some of the you know being the parents and the such. I mean, we we have them feeling a little privileged in a sense where they really didn't they don't really grasp where where the, the, the struggle. They don't grasp the struggle as much as we might have grasped the struggle. You understand? Yes. Whereas I came up through the crack epidemic, you know, where I was stepping on crack vials coming through the hallway and the such, you know what I mean? Coming out of my house and there was crackheads sitting in the hallway. So, you know, maybe we sheltered them from certain things to where, you know, is it a Black Panther party necessary now or more so just a, a evolved state of mind, you know? Understood. Uh, I think, like you said, it's definitely something that we need to talk about. It's something that we need to relay on them. Sacrifice is something that's very important. Mm-hmm. Not necessary for everybody, but we need to go through it to understand what we're fighting for. So shout out to Fred Hampton. You, soldier, will be remembered. <laughs> will be remembered <laughs> throughout the annals of history. Trust me, not, you know, what you did in such a short time of your life was dope. Was pretty, pretty dope, man. Shout out to pay homage. Um so we go next to our next topic. Um let's say the current events. I, I like this current event that's coming up actually. I mean reparations. Reparations. <laughs> Restitution. <laughs> reparations, reparations, yes. Yeah. Um so what we have up there, I can't really see that. We put so. there's a history of reparations payments that the United States have made to other races and other cultures as ah, far yes, as yes. Oh. so you have during World War Two the Japanese um uh people who uh sacrificed during Hiroshima and Nagasaki, they were a paid settlement. Then we also know about the Jewish Holocaust which was another yeah. one. Then we yeah. also have our um, Native Americans who also received reparations as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But so in highlighted in yellow is the African-American Black uh-huh. descendants. But so there's, there's a question. We have Austria. We have These are different countries that have paid reparations to people. So we have the Awadas of Michigan, which is Native Americans. We have Seals of South Dakota, we have German Jewish settlement, Japanese Canadians, all of these are were people that were paid reparations for a wrong that their country had been done. Mm-hmm. But in the highlight that you see for slavery and Jim Crow, African Americans, and it's funny that 1865, the present, we still haven't received the dime for our struggle and our sacrifice to this country. Zero dollars. Is that what you're saying? Nothing. Zero. Zero. Nada. Mm. Nada. Now, if we were to get it, how would it be divided? Like, do people really deserve it? That's really the question that's being asked. Like, when it's brought up to well, Congress. Give me a second. Let's go back. Give me um the HR 40 bill. Let's give our viewers a little idea of what that is, exactly is. Well, the H.R. 40 bill was just recently presented to the public by Representative Sheila Jackson of Texas. And she talked about how it's about time with during these times that we need to start paying reparations to the people who built this country. A lot of more information is coming out. Uh, a lot of events that are happening, like we as a footstep that African-Americans have put on this country. 
and we haven't received any type of collateral for it or haven't had a chance to grow. So Sheila Jackson has brought it to Congress and it's one of the things that this year will obviously be a topic um, with regards to the new presidency and the Congress being divided the way, or not divided, but democratically being in power. So this is one of those things where we can actually benefit from. As opposed to in the 90s and the 80s when you had Rep. Jen, uh, Jim Conyers, he used to bring it to the floor for almost 20 plus years and it was always back down from 89 to about 2017. But now we're, we're in a state where everything is raw and emotionally charged. Mm -hmm. will, it, will it be passed? Can it be passed? Well, that's, that's, where, that's, where, that's, where, that's where we're here, give a little more information. Because some people was wondering how would it be divided up. So uh, one of our one of our one of our one of our um, viewers asked like that same question: How would it be divided up? How do we, what you know, what how do we go about this? And um, um, the thing about it is, I don't believe in none of it. I mean, that's my honest honest opinion. I don't I don't I mean I don't think. I don't think there's a, a a dollar amount that can add any kind of um, solace to what they've done to us. Like I, I, I cannot, I can't, I can't, I can't get past it in a sense when it comes down to dollar value. When it, when it's sent, when in reality we've been fighting just to be um, looked upon as equals, as as human beings. Like when we're asking something that simple, I don't think you know money would necessarily help. I think that's just one of those band aid situations that this country is known for doing. Well, I don't personally think it's about the money. I think it's more divided in wealth, divided in status. I mean, if you look at look at how New York City was divided with the um, the fire department and the police department. Uh, you had Italians and you had Irish that were given these things. Yeah. You had uh, banks were given to Jews. So they all had something of wealth that they were able to collect and then built from there. And now you see these organizations are full, strong, and power. We weren't giving anything to that effect. We weren't given any type of economic structure. It doesn't necessarily have to be money. It could be, it could be a, 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 a like we was talking about um this past week, a, a seat at the table, right? Like we just want right. like just just want to be um you know accounted for. Right. And yes, it's not about it's not about the money. It's definitely about the principle of it, and yes. that's where the hard part is. It's not like they're willing to say, "Well, let's bring them to the table and see how we could bring the you know the people." give them some type of equal structure or equal balance. And that, if we're going to do reparations, I think that's where we need to look at. Because like you said, there isn't a number they can give us. They say that it's somewhere between 10 and $12 trillion for the African-American struggle. Uh, that's what we would be rep uh, repaired. I don't know where they got that number, but there isn't a value on it, you know, when it comes to life. That, that, that's, that's the point. Like, is there a necessary, is there a number, is there a value to with like to 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 the to the to the to the mental to the mental struggles you put my you put my people through, you know we are, <laughs> we are so behind the eight ball mentally. Yes. You know what I mean when it comes down to the men, the, the mental torture y'all put us through, not a, let alone the physical torture you put us through. You know, 
um, it does not make up for the systemic injustices that we've been we've, we've sustained throughout the years. It does not. It, not. It, it does nothing for it. And honestly, it, it. I mean, some I've seen someone wrote down as the principal. It's the principal, Smokey. It's the principal. Oh, oh. And, <laughs> principalities in this. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, um, I don't. I don't see. I don't see. I don't see where I, you know, I don't see the principality in that. I, I, I honestly think that they need to revamp the laws that cause people to think that we weren't anything. They need to revamp them same laws that they had, you know, they had people hanging their hats on. Like, yo, listen, you are not, you are garbage. You are nothing. Right. You know what I mean? But we're going to speak to the fact that there, there actually is a start, and this is where the current event coming at, right? Because in Evanston, Illinois, what happened, Joe? They have brought to the table to start paying reparations to those families of African-American descent. They have it figured somewhere at about $25,000 per person. Per I think family. it should be more per, per family. family. Per family. What, but what, what does that what is that going to really do? $25,000? Is that enough to buy a house, to buy some land, property, to even pay for a college tuition? Is it enough? I don't think so. I mean, but at least somebody's coming to the table and saying, hey, it's time to start giving what's deserved. But I think as opposed to coming from a city, it needs to be a country effort. And as long as it's not a country effort, it will always be looked at with the side. And there's tokenism, if you ask me, is if it's not if it's not country, if it's not nationwide a country, why you say, okay, that state is allowed to do what they want to do. So right. why should I feel the way that New York ain't do anything towards it yet? Like is New York still racist? Like, you know what I mean? Like uh right. they want to hold on to certain things. Um, but we're going to, but we, we I, I like this topic is so deep that we're going to have to bring it back as one of the, you know, the main topics for the day, whatever. Like I said, we're, we're figuring it out. We're doing what we can to, yeah. to, you know, we working it out. We, we bobbing, you know, we, we dancing around the first few rounds, second round, you know what I mean? But don't worry, we're going to knock it out the park sooner or later. We're going to have, um, um, we're gonna have something. We're gonna have something for you guys. And Absolutely. like my brother chimed in, he said they got to get creative out here, man. They got to give us free housing for like fifteen years, something like. Right. Do something, man. You know. Give us that chance to grow. Yeah. So we hit the thirty minute mark, and at this time, we want to give a shout out to our network sponsor, the Evening Rush Network. Looking to podcast shows and do not know where to start? The Evening Rush Network can help you with that. Call us at 929-441-2417 or email us at theeveningrushnetwork at gmail.com for dates and prices. We got you for all your podcast needs. The Evening Rush Network. Tune in, subscribe, and share. So just 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 how we are um, in our second half hour. Okay, we got to go to the rise and the fall of the and the rise again of the black family. We're going to get into that topic, right? But yeah. what I want to do is I want to give a couple of shout outs. I want to give a shout out to my family who who has business. Like they ain't got us. I mean, I'm just going to shout them out because we got Ash and Mir by my sister Dara. She does what set designing, right? Isn't that what she do? I can't. Yes, I can't. set designing, fashion, decor. 
Yes, 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 yes. She, she, she's top of the line. Actually, okay. watch by the next show. She, we're gonna, we're gonna show her work, right? Yes. That's what we're gonna do by the next show. Okay. Then we got my brother Z, who's an artist. You know, he got his little, um, he got his shop over there on, on what's that? Etsy? What's that? Etsy mm-hmm. shop? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he has them same Black History Month, um, characters and such. The, the same, the same, the same ancestors that we pay, we're going to continue to pay homage to. He got those going on. Um, and that's just, that's just, you know, a couple of the people that I, that I hold near and dear, you know. So, but without further ado, this is what we consider what the baller report, right? The baller report. Baller so report. We, so we have March Madness. This is our monthly newsletter, the baller on the baller report, right? So we got uh, March Madness with baller. So right now, what we have here, we have um, our virtual recruitment. So we got Delaware State University. And then we have to the right there. I can't really see the name because it's so small. Can we get that? Can we get that a little? Can we get that little, little raise a little bit? But these are the things that we're doing over here at Baller. We the have Delaware and Clark Atlanta University. Oh, okay, yes. So that's Delaware State University and Clark Atlanta. Um, we are doing virtual recruitment sessions with these with these people, with these um, um universities. Okay, we're moving along. Okay, we got movie night, fundraiser. Um, we have Coming to America 2. This is happening this Friday over at headquarters. Tomorrow. I'm not sure if we sold out yet, um, but I'm pretty sure we will be. We're going to have and It's a fundraiser, so we're going to have no no outside food, no outside refreshments. Um, but, yeah, that's going to be kind of dope. I'm so excited about that, that movie night thing that's yes. gonna be good. i could like they took mad long for that oh this is the one for 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 us here joe there we go yes our virtual mentor and mentee meetup we this is a blessing for us because this is the first time we'll get a chance to have our mentors and mentees in the same space virtually so mentors just come ready with your a game come with your tools mentee Come ready to listen. Come ready to hear and gather experience from them. So this is going to be great. And it's next Wednesday, March 10th at 7 o'clock. You can also go on baller.org and um, sign up for our yes, yes, continue. It's at 6 p.m. next Wednesday, March 10th. So yes, be ready for that. Up. Um, okay, you're keeping up with team. All right, teamwork, make the dream work. In this case, team stands for the Empire Marching Elite. That's the jacket I have on. That's the jacket I have on. I, I try to rep, I try to rep my, I try to rep my squad, I try to rep my, my peoples at, at every turn. Um, I got my varsity jacket on. I'll make sure that I, <laughs> I model it for you guys. But what we have is we have a youth empowerment um show that we're going to be doing, and then we have this special special um partnership with what we call Crew Count, and um that is so dope. Like I can't wait to like um have them on. Like to be honest with you, I think we're going to try to get them on and let them speak about who they are because I think I'll mess up. That'd so be great. We, yeah, yeah, it will be. Trust me, I got I got surprises for everybody. Um, Ball of Beauties. That's our that's our sisters in crime. Um, our sisters, our sisters is going to do paint in pearls. Mm, that sounds dope. Wearing pearls requested but not required. 
So basically, it's a sip and paint, but it's for the young ladies, and they're going to have their little pearls feeling themselves, you know, and paying homage to our VP, you know, who happens to be the same color as a lot of our little daughters and girls, right? Yeah. All right. What we got there, there, um, Joe? This is our home ec, also for our ball of beauties, our home ec 101. We're going to no, be doing that. We're going to say just for them. We ain't going to say just for them. No, but it'll be home. It's a home ec where they're learning tools of the trade, their tools of the trade, if you will. The sewing, the uh, character, the um, etiquette. These are things that they'll be learning. These are classes, baking. These are some of the things that. I guess you could say brings their tools to the trade. Crafts, arts and crafts. There are so many different things that you'll get out of this home egg. And it's the first class of many. This will be on March 26th. Right. Friday, and March 26th at March 6 p.m. March 24th at 6 p.m. And um, aside from sewing and as such, they're going to be doing craft, arts and craft. They're going to do a lot of different things. Oh, excuse me. We have Baller Legacy. Remember what Baller Legacy is, is that's the adult programming. And with the adult programming, you have to have adult activities, correct? So what we have here is hips and heels, dance class, adult dance class. It is what it sounds like. You're going to bring some hips and you're going to bring some heels. And you're going to be <laughs> you're <laughs> not going to reinvent the wheel just no. come and enjoy because all of these things that if you do come out and you support it helps the program in a whole and this is oh this is this is you Joe this is this is your baby on, yes on Friday on Sunday March 28th we are doing our first March walk what this is this is an introduction to the community that our headquarters presides in. We're going to be focusing on different neighborhoods during these March walks that we do. In this one, we're going to focus on the neighborhood of Bed-Stuy. You're going to learn a little history, a little culture. You're going to learn a little bit about the people who come from there. Um, we were thinking about doing something virtually as well, but it'll be in person. If you're interested, please go to baller.org, sign up. I promise you it'll be something that anybody can learn from and enjoy. Yes, indeed. And you have us. <laughs> you have us plugged. Get plugged in with Joe, myself. Um, like I said, plug out of the, the old way of thinking. Let's get into a unified thought, you know, one thought or one mind. Um, what we got scrolling there? Oh, our, some of our partnerships, Bridge Street, got opportunities. What's going on here? A paid internship program for young adults. You yes, must be yes, employed yes, and not in school at the time of enrollment. Bala headquarters is also a work site. So yes. 10 hours a week, paid work experience for professional skills, development, workshops, trainings, and more. Yeah, my daughter my daughter works for, for us. And that's actually so, kind of cool. Yeah, there you go. It takes a village. You gotta start yeah. somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So support our work, please. Baller offers its programming to the general public free of charge. Did you hear us people? Free of charge. Free. We depend on contributions from those who believe in our mission 
to keep our program running and, again, free of charge. charge. Our programming is possible because of the generosity of people like you. Support our work by becoming a sponsor or making a one-time donation. Ball is a 501c3 tax exempt organization. All donations and ta- are tax deductible. We thank you in advance for your support. Please go to baller.org, donate, support, pray for us. Do whatever you can to help us um, just change the world, man. Listen, it's, it's, it's not far-fetched. Malcolm X did it. Martin Luther King did it. They changed the world, man, because we're still talking about them today. That's right. You, you can know? make a difference. This is how you add your two cents in. Support us. I decided to add my two cents in, and and it's, I haven't looked back since, that, you know? That's right. Right. So, guess what? We're moving right on ahead. You know, we're doing good time, man. I mean, like, listen, I, I love it, you know? So... The um, can we get the can we get the topic for the day? What's the topic for the day, please? Producer extraordinaire, can we get the topic for the day? Oh, there it goes: the rise yes. and fall, and the rise again of the black family. Family, the most important thing that we could start with when it comes down to how we're going to save ourselves. Am I lying, Joe? Not at all. The rise and fall of the black family. We come from that. We're built into that. We live into that. And we also leave our legacy into that, our black family. So that is something that we need to understand. We need to understand the beginnings of the black family rising, obviously, during after enslavement, during emancipation, during um, the resurrection, reconstruction phase, we were able to start our vision, start our mindset start things that for us to build our legacy this is like Mm -hmm. in the 1800s uh the late 1880s to about maybe 1900 where in the south specifically we were able to do that Mm -hmm. um we've started by building churches we started by building banks we talk about black wall street in tulsa oklahoma with greenwood uh there's a couple of other places in florida as well where they were able to you know kind of side away from what was happening in the norm and built their own. That was the start of the rise of the Black family. It took all of us. You know, it took the man. It took the woman. It took the children. It took everybody to be a part of the family. And a lot of us did it. And a lot of us did it in, um, with what we had. Right. I mean, all we had much. Because what I we come talk- from. Right. Well, because where we're coming from, we're coming from slavery. Yes. So we're, we're, we're saying the rise, the fall and the rise again of the black family. We're rising from slavery. So speak on that. Speak on that. Speak on that aspect. Like they got to understand we're not rising from greatness, per se. We're not rising from nepotism. We're not rising from 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 generational wealth. We're rising from being whooped on and looked and looked upon as less than cattle. Right. So even mm-hmm. I can I can go back to a story that my grandmother used to tell me when she grew up uh in the early 1900s. They weren't she her ancestors were slaves. Maybe her uncles, her grandparents were some type of enslaved, but as a child they had to pick cotton and fruits and things from the field. Not necessarily because it was forced on them, but that's how they survived. 
So they use their skills that they had during enslavement to build themselves up. So, I mean, you were not going to sit here and say that was a great thing that came out of slavery. Absolutely not. But you're going to talk about what those things, um, those skills that they acquired, um, building harvesting for themselves, if you will, to develop to develop a, a, a lifestyle for themselves. So that was the reconstruction period. But and in the reconstruction it, period, um, the thing the thing about it, he said, the rise, the fall, and the rise again. This goes into the, the to the fall of the black family is it's the it's the violence, it's the it's the unnecessary hate towards us that we were actually flourishing because you got the Atlanta race riots, you got the Black Wall Street um, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, like you spoke on, you got the Chicago race riots. Look all of these up. These all happened. And um, you got the Rosewood Massacre. Yeah, I'm yes. sure everybody familiar with the movie Rosewood? Rosewood. That, that happened. That happened. Um, you got the Washington, D.C. race riots in 1919. You know, that was, I mean, we, you know, that was Ch Chocolate City ain't something we, that we came up with as new. We were doing our thing in, in Washington, D.C. until they said they didn't want us to do it no more. And if you notice, they keep saying race riots, and guess who was losing these battles? It was right. never a, a fight, a, a battle between, you know, like a, like a, like we in the boxing ring or anything like that. You know what I mean? You got um, um, the Knoxville, Tennessee race riots. You know, you got the New York City draft riot. Um, the Chicago race riot was, was kind of funny because we get let out of slavery. We head out to Chicago because, you know, we had to go head up north to try to get some semblance of, uh, you know, of normalcy or some work for that matter. Because remember, if you stayed in the South, they was they was they were technically going to try to keep you a slave. Yes. As long as they could. As long as they could. So could. most of our people tried to get up north. You know, what I mean, that's why you got there in Chicago and in New York and the such. And we come to, and then and then you got people leave. You know, um, they they was at World War. I forget which which war they was in. They leave the war. They come home and they see us there working and 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 thriving and being family and being happy and as such. And they couldn't do it. They they was like, nah, this ain't happening. And, you know, and they and they got at us. So it it hurts. It hurts so much that when we say like you know to have gone through slavery to, 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 to rise out of it. And then for people to, to, to constantly try to keep us down, you know, it's, 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 it's a sad state, man. You know? Well, well, we also have to look at the timeline of after world war two, when you had the civil rights era, you had how we started to rise a little bit, but they still continued to keep us down during the civil mm -hmm. rights era. The family right. is what we, families are what contributed to that era. If we weren't as together as we were, we wouldn't have made it through that period. Right, right. And because in ways, right, right. The, the father and the mother and the children. It was, right. it was the father and the mother, the children. Mm -hmm. they, 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 they worked hard. It was like, like, like um, um, good times. Yes. You know what I mean? As ghetto as we might want to consider them, that 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 was the black family in a sense where we was we was going we would listen if we was going to struggle we was going to at least struggle together together yes you know what I mean but now there were divisive ways there were things that they did to get the black man out of the house yes what in the in the nineteen seventies early seventies the 
federal government offered public assistance to the woman of the household. But the catch was the black man couldn't be anywhere around. So what happens to the what was presumed at that time to be the head of the household because the man was considered the head. They were the one that went out. They went out to work. They went out to support, provide support for the family for financially. So in that instance, a lot of the black men ended up drugged out in jail or just didn't have a way of life or dead. I often think of the movie Claudine with Diane Carroll and James Earl Jones. That's a perfect example of what it was like during that time. Yeah, Claudine. Yeah, I saw that movie. You had a man, you know, you had the man who tried to provide for his house. I always remember the scene with James Earl Jones. He had to run, right? Remember when he had to he had to break out, like he had to dick and hide. Listen, in Harlem, those were the days. My aunts would tell me stories of when the 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 welfare man would come up the train station, and there was someone that was yelling out, "Welfare man, welfare man!" And all the men in the household had to run and leave. Or how about the fact that um, more time our last names isn't our father's last name. But our mother's last name. Just so that we can still continue to get welfare. So we don't even carry our father's name throughout throughout our generation. So you killed his bloodline in a sense. Think you know what I mean? Like absolutely, but that but that's part of the systematic injustice. You know, you're killing the bloodline, but then you're also talking about you're also that's how you're dividing us. You know, so a lot of a lot of kids might not even realize who their father was because the fact that they're not given their name. That was a privilege, a responsibility at birth. Once you had that responsibility of your father's last name, you know, I personally don't bear my father's last name because of things like that. You know, I don't bear, so, and I know I don't bear my father's last name either. I don't. I bear my mother's last name, and it's like you said, it's for reasons like that. I was born in the seventies, and that's what they did. That's basically what status quo. You don't. You don't listen. The father don't exist. Right. Wow. So, um, we talk about the rise again. Well, obviously, we have to go through a dark time with the seventies and eighties, like you mentioned a little earlier, with the drug, right. heroin, heroin, right. crack, right. cocaine. The reason, why, the reason why we could speed past the eighties is because it was a drug. The seventies and eighties, because it was ju- it was just that it was a yeah. drug. It was a drug infused blur. I mean, if people need details, we'll we'll do a show. We'll do a yes. show about the seventies and the eighties if that's what you need. It was it was it was it was it was a sense of freedom. But we we lost our minds in getting it. You know what That's I mean? Right. Cause, like That's remember, right. you know, civil rights. We was sitting there getting beat on and bit on by dogs and whatnot. And you know what I mean? In the seventies, we felt a little, you know, it felt a little a little better. Everything felt a little freer. And then they started hitting us with drugs. Yes, mm-hmm. you, you have you have the the nineties. You have the nineties where a rise started to occur. But a lot of that came from the late 80s when we had a lot of these um, injustices towards us. It almost felt like the 60s in a sense with civil rights, where a lot of our young black brothers were were being charged, trialed. It wasn't slavery. We talk about Central Park Five. We talk about well, we're talking Hawkins. about, you're talking about the, fair, the, fair, the, the unfair, the unfair um, justice system. Yes, but that was their way of punishing us. It wasn't right. slavery, but that was fifth. It was it was mental slavery. That's how they kept us down. I mean, they never they never let go. They never they never really unshackled us. You know when they 
when they because you got to think about it in slavery they sent us out and then offered us a job right back yes you know what i mean i mean you know like come on like you know what i mean and then when you think about it they're offering you what they already was giving you they was already feeding you they was already yeah. giving you clothes so here go a few trinkets so that you could feed yourself and put on a few clothes so i, I always look at this instead instead of butlers and uh and maids you had housekeepers <laughs> that was the professional way of saying it. It's still the same thing. Or a nanny. Like, still like the same thing. Thing. Instead of a secretary, what, an executive? Um, an ex- assistant. Executive, executive assistant. assistant. Yeah. You're not a secretary. You do the same job. They just want to make you feel better about it. But listen, when my sister my sister was an executive assistant, you tell her she's a secretary. She'll cut your throat. I'm telling you. That's right. That's I'm telling right. you. <laughs> You told me she was a secretary. <laughs> she had cut your throat. <laughs> right. But right. Then, but then that's the way of uh, be, of them patronizing, of being of being very patronizing towards us. Oh, we'll just say something to make you feel better. But it's technically the same thing. But you so don't have to know that. So we're, at the, so we're at the fall of the black family. So we had government assistance. We had Mr. Welfare. Instead of having... Mr. 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 Matthias in the house. You got Mr. Welfare in the house, and 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 he runs things. Because right. in order for you to get this this help, for you to get this money, you're going to have to do what I say. Right. So, based in its essence, is removing the black man from the home. Um, we didn't touch on this. I'll say it, but I'll I'll leave it alone at the same time. Um, I think it's something we'll talk on in a, in a, in the future in the future. But the feminist movement was also one of the things that helped aid in the fall of the black family. And I'll tell you why, because we were already fighting one battle. And what they did was they, they um, separated, they separated our family within the family. We was already fighting for our our black lives. And then all of a sudden they said, okay, you know what? Let's get the women fighting against their own men. And (laughs) so- Right, it's coming from multiple ways. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so you come home and you already mad because you black and you and you and you and you and you and you disenfranchised and you ain't got much going on and then here go your woman talking about well what about my rights? Wait a minute, we ain't we ain't get past the fact that we don't have rights yet. You right, know what I mean? Fighting together. That's what happened. We were we was we started fighting separate fights and and it shouldn't have been. It shouldn't have been because our sisters, the women in our lives are human beings, just like we are human beings. Yes, it was very necessary to do, but I uh, think it could have yeah. been a different strategy in regards to doing it. And they're still yeah. fighting for it, you know, but it's one of those things where I, if we can't do it all together, we just need to show support for each other to get it done because these are things that we're still fighting. Let me speak on it real quick because at the same time it's it, it was necessary. The same way, the same way us being free as 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 black folk back in the Civil War era been necessary. Before it happened, the reason why it happened was purely political. It's Absolutely. not that it shouldn't have happened, it's always about the timing. They right. always time things to where it benefits them the most. Not saying that women's suffrage movement was not important. Please, ladies, understand. I understand that you guys needed every right you fought for. But they gave it 
in a time where we were fighting for our rights as a family. family. We were trying to fight for to, to be looked upon as a whole, as human beings. And within that, they gave you guys a hit. There go your rights. And then all of a sudden, we at odds. Now all of a sudden, we right. bumping heads as, yes. a, as a people and as a nation, you know? But we'll get into that. Like, if you listen, all of these topics is, is, is open for discussion, it's open for debate. You guys can chime in. You guys can call in. You guys can write in. You guys can 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 argue with us till you're blue in the face. You know what I mean? But right now, we're going to move on and speak on the rise a little bit because, um, like I said, the top this topic is no joke, man. I mean, I didn't know it was, I didn't know it was going to get this to be this no joke, but it was, it was kind of deep. So the rise again. The rise again, yes. Again. Or the illusion of the rise again. Yes, again. That's right. Are we really risen? Like, has, has, yes, we have, we have black entrepreneurship. We have a middle class. We have the power of black colleges representing for us and giving, giving us thought, giving us our own voice. But looking at what's happening right now, are we really where we need to be? I can't say that because we're still fighting for the same things they were fighting for a hundred years ago. We're still fighting to be seen, to be heard. We're still fighting for our own voice. For us to have this talk about reparations right now, it doesn't make sense. You would think we would <laughs> fighting not to be killed. You know, we're still fighting for these things. These, it's, it's, I always say it's just recycled. Every 20 years we go through this recycling process. There's something that's brought to the forefront, but um, rise again. That's still to be determined, in my point of view. Um, rise again. I think we we were we were rising in a sense. Um, matter of fact, I'm gonna go back because I think someone had a question about um, when 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 do you know when is women's rights to be fought for? And I believe that um, I believe that it is us men who has let the women down and not protecting our women. We allowed the powers to be, that be to, 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 to abuse our women, and it's time for us to begin to protect them again. So it's not a matter of when should you have fought for your rights. You should have never had to fight for your rights in the first place. In the first place, your exactly. Your rights are supposed to be intertwined with the men of your nation, which is us, the kings and the yeah. such. But we weren't those things at that time because we were beaten to 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 we were like you know less than animals. So I apologize that you guys even had to fight for those rights because we done we done you know you know we we, we you know as men we were on a low low scale as, our, 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 ourselves. So but you know. that goes to that goes to show the importance of unity within the black family when people are talking about labels and titles and division it should never be looked at that way it should always be looked at you come we come as a whole not as a man as a woman as a family we come as a unit so if we're all gonna fight for these things we gotta all be on one accord all on the same page we cannot divide or we cannot divide within divide because that's technically what it is yes we're fighting for black rights but then we're also fighting for women rights and then we're fighting for these rights and then we're fighting for these rights so Let's come together, unite, and make it one just cause. And then we can kick everything 
And that's how do. we get the black family back together, bro. You that's right. <laughs> there is no separate movements. There's Man, no that's... women over here, men over here. Over it's there. a unit. We yes. protect you guys. You guys put the battery protect in us. our back to go out there and protect you guys. Like at the end that's of the day, right. it's a whole cycle. You know what yeah. I mean? And as we closing out, man, as we as we as we coming to, to to our hour mark, which like you know, it's kind of dope, man. Like I could keep going, man. Like this listen, kinda, I still got cool. a lot more to talk about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we saying, so saying that the that we rise again is an illusion. You know what I mean? Bill Cosby showed us that we could go to college instead of going to the corners to sell drugs. Um, you know, um, and living color showed us diversity in comedy and, 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 and showed us that we could do something as a family. Y'all don't think about it. Living Color was a whole family of people, you know, of us, right? Enterprise. Entrepreneurship. So, um, closing, in closing, um, donate, 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 donate. You see the cash app information down there. Trust me, we'll put it to good use. Um, it don't have to go into our pockets, but it will go to a good use. Might be baller, might be our kids, something, but it, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> um, sponsors, sponsors. We want sponsors. We do, of course. Of course, we want sponsors. Of course, we want people that believe in us and think that we're going to get their stuff, their stuff, and everything that's going on um, out there into the world. You know, um, their, their information. We want, you know, black entrepreneurs. Holla at us, man. Listen, we offer, we offer putting your product out there. Trust me, we're going to get a lot of views. We're going to get a lot of viewers. We're going to get a lot of fans. Um, I'm not used to saying that because I'm not used to being, you know, in the spotlight per se. But I'm here now, you know. Uh, plugged Info, Joe, Plugged Info. Plugged Info. Like us on Facebook at, at Plugged MJ. Also on Instagram, follow us at Plugged MJ. We will have YouTube. We will have Twitch. All these things that you'll be able to follow us on. Please show your support. Send messages, letters. Let us know what we're doing wrong. Let us know that we're doing right so we can continue to know that this cause is for you. Our book of the week is? Our book of the week continues to be Black History for Beginners. By right, the, uh, no need that's to skip where we that. are. Where we we don't going? need to skip that. There's still more to do. Right. Okay. Uh, movie of the week? One night in Miami. One oh. night in Miami. That Let's was beautiful. That. Let's talk about that next week. Let's talk about that yes. next week. All right. That'll future. be our topic. Next week we're gonna have an interview of some sort. Trust me, we got a bunch of people lined up. We're gonna <laughs> trust me, we got a bunch of people lined up. Um future topic, black comedy and its impact on the plight of black people in America. And one of our favorite topics, story of the underdog. People, thank you for checking us out. And this is Plugged with Molly and Joe. I'm Molly the Voice. Y'all bring it down. I bring it down for y'all. You know, bring it down. Molly the Voice. You've been plugged. (laughs) (laughs) Keep it plugged in. You know what I mean? Um, Plug out of the norm. Plug out of your norm. Plug Plug into this open space that we got going on here. 